सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सहवीर्यंकरवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विशावहै ओम शांत शांत शांति गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर् विष्णुः गुरुर् देवो महेश्वरः गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः रिपीट आफ्टर मी सुप्रसाद प्रसन्नात्मा प्रसन्नात्मा विश्वद्रग विश्वभुग विभुहु विश्वभुग विभुहु सत्कर्ता सत्कर्ता साधुहु सत्कर्ता साधुहु जखनुर नारायणो नरहा नारहा नारायणा दिस इज़ वन वर्ड व्हेन अटर्ड मेनी ए महात्मा वुड ट्रांसेंड एवरीथिंग मार्टल एंड बी ट्रांसफिक्स्ड इन दैट परमात्मा एंड दिस वर्ड इज़ एज़ एटर्नल एज़ the creation and as eternal as the effort put by the sadhaks to reach to that paramatma om namo narayanaya iti mantram japet various devotees young old they have used this particular mantra what does this narayana mean what does narayana mean we use his names but he owns the uh, patent and royalty on the names we may say it is my father's name or my child's name as did ajamila dev when he was ripe old or probably on his last few days on the deathbed even at that age he had a balaka balaka somebody who is not uh, more than 8 to 9 years of age whose name was narayana and by mistake 
he was trying to call out of his affection that little fellow called narayana but then the vishnu parshadas they came and protected that ajamila <clears throat> they said now lord narayana has sent us he is saying ajamila you know come meet meet him these uh, the yamadutas they are confused they said how come that uh, yama is the only authority on uh, the gate of death how come our rules our powers are being overruled so bhagwan says narayana himself says that even for yama yama kabhi mai baap hu <laughs> that the entire world is scared of yama and yama is scared of me because i am his boss so even in the last moments if we can utter this sacred syllable called narayana it assures us of that mukti what is the greatness of this world one way to look at it is if we break it up into two parts narasya ayanam <clears throat> narayana narayana ayana means abode and this root word nara has been interpreted in at least 7 8 different formats that is where you have depth of variations in meaning so the first meaning is nara means knowledge the abode of ultimate knowledge is narayana when we say that paramatma is conscious principle that conscious principle is nothing but very embodiment of knowledge and his strength is shri devi that knowledge's strength is resourcefulness and that abode of knowledge is paramatma narayana who gives us this knowledge this knowledge is given to us by the guru parampara ultimately the final guru is within our own consciousness is our guru but until we reach to that point we need an external guru to point that to us so that guru parampara starts from our own narad bhagwan therefore he is called narada he is very mischievously portrayed in different puranas and even the people who speak on bhagavatam and other portions of our scripture they portray they tend to portray narada as a very mischievous naughty um kalaha priya <laughs> kalaha priya the one who starts lot of uh, pranks but he is the one who is uh, who guides every individual seeker to that knowledge naram dadati iti narada the one 
who leads the seekers every step of the way up unto that final abode. Therefore, he is called Narada. Who is qualified for this Nara? Who is qualified for this knowledge? Nara Nari. We who have, who have to be the very incarnation of knowledge, who have the very potentiality to understand their own nature. Not understanding this nature, where do we end up? Naraka. Where, what does Naraka mean? That where there is no knowledge, that where there is no clarity, that where there is no wisdom is called Naraka. Naraka means where you have lots of miseries. When are we miserable? Not when there are painful situations in front of us. We are miserable only when we don't have wisdom how to handle it. The moment you know how to handle it, you take it up as a challenge and fulfill it. Not knowing it, we, ex- we live and exist in that Naraka. So, entire sequence is given. The final abode, the final purpose of our life. What is the purpose of our life? To understand our own true nature, which is that conscious principle. That final abode of consciousness is called Narayana. Who gives it to us? The Guru Parampara. Sada Shiva Samarambham Shankara Acharya Madhyamam Asmadacharya Paryantam Vande Guru Paramparam who is represented by Narada. And who are qualified? Nara, Nari. So are we qualified? At least by being a human being, by default we are all qualified. Are we in a constant state of flux, of miseries and sorrow? Even in that regard, we are qualified. So, find that source and abide in that supreme knowledge. That supreme knowledge is called Narayana. First meaning of Narayana. Now, second meaning of Narayana. <clears throat> Nara is Narasya Ayanam. Narasya Ayanam. All of our individualities, final abode, culmination. See, the birds, as soon as the sun sets, where do they go? To their home. Even after dark, final leg of our drive, where do we reach? Our home. Similarly, Every single creature, every single being, where do they have to reach? To that final abode. So, what is the purpose of our life? There are no two, three purposes of life. See, at a very peripheral level, they would say, find your passions. Fulfill your passion. That is when life will mean something. Which is in other words, talking in terms of Vedanta, 
find your strongest vasana pattern these vasana patterns are your talents are your skills are your potentialities identify them and spend your life in completely nourishing fulfilling and bringing the best of this talent out into the world and by doing so you you are promised of one thing that you will feel never feel burnt out by life you will have that constant contentment in doing what you are doing if and when you hit that uh, that particular talent and skill set within you that which you are passionate about that which you cannot think of doing any way otherwise then such person does not even need a vacation why every experience is nothing less than a vacation not able to find that not able to strike that balance within to understand one's own talent potentiality and skills we start with something end up somewhere because finally what happens reality hits and when reality hits i was was it on npr national public radio i was listening to this research wherein they were talking about what to major in college so they said uh, i wanted to do the social service or social uh, work and i wanted to work head ngo in this particular division in this particular kind of a thing because i have had a personal experience and that field requires so after a while so you go through that minor or major and finish your undergrad get a little job and this person in the interview said that it was all fine uh, what was the word used hunky dory it was all fine and hunky dory until i decided to get married and uh, settle down that is when i realized that what i am earning though i was very passionate about it what i was earning was not sufficient enough to run a family because there were other professions out there which would earn me about at least 3 3 and 3 and a half times what i was earning as a uh, a social worker so i immediately went back to college and changed my I and mean, did another major so this time around he did what petroleum engineering and after doing petroleum engineering now i earn about 110 120k and now i'm married and have three kids i think i made a right decision but in and through every step of the way every monday morning rather every morning that you wake up you just beat yourself do i have to go to this job yes it gives me everything except for that satisfaction and contentment yes that can be the purpose of life but having achieved having fulfilled that then what that will give us peace of mind having identified your skill sets and putting it to uh, 
complete utility and if it is put for complete utility in offering for you know, selflessly to help and serve the best it will give you peace of mind but to have that completeness within one has to find one's own true nature in fact the vedic scriptures say that you know, finding your true nature is the only purpose narasya ayanam there is nothing wrong about doing or being where we are and you know functioning in where we are doing or what we are doing you cannot quit it when it is not time so there is no you know great ideal about uh, um, dropping everything and going off wherever you are uh, whatever pace that you are understand who you are understand the thickness layers of the vasanas and the passions that you are in fulfill it fulfill it by dedicating it to the highest altar and offer it selflessly so that once we are done with cleaning of it there is nothing but that abode and its doors opening for us there is no shortcut in here maybe if science develops there can be shortcuts wherein for the entire month i just take one pill and i don't need to eat or drink that has been my dream wish i could get one such no i know many of them who who are like that who have not eaten for 40 for 50 years have been with them my idea is to me practically do it because one thing that skips one thing that i don't feel uh, uh, right in putting on my scheduler is about food there are better things to be done in life <laughs> food also has to be scheduled i love cooking don't get me wrong but the amount of time spent in cooking cleaning eating 3 4 5 times a day hey ram so much more productive things can be done so one pill ah done i'm not just looking it for myself if that pill is produced i can give it to as many people and that many more productive hours can be done on the flip side if given to somebody who is not qualified who was otherwise engaged in uh, is cooking and maintaining for his stomach if that is taken out in the equation there will be more unnecessary kind of situations there are pros and cons if working for existing for full, fulfilling your stomach is at the very bottom rung and i'm not saying that it is not necessary as vivekananda ji puts it very beautifully you cannot teach vedanta on an empty stomach or to an empty stomach instead teach them how to full fill in, in uh, teach them how to fill their stomach that would be the uh, most uh, practical vedanta that can be applied in their lives 
Then he says, you cannot teach to somebody who has not accomplished anything. If need be, put them on the football ground. Let them knock some goals around. Let them feel some accomplishment. Let them be some Rajasik. And having gone through that life, then you can come to this end. Yes, that is one of the most tertiary ones. But that is not the purpose of life. Even if you can flip some burgers, whatever are left, you can take it back home and fill your stomach with it. That is not the purpose of life. Fulfilling your passions. Yes, you will feel at peace with yourself. But are you complete from within? There will still be something that will keep pushing you to find that. Narasyayanam, the final abode, is to reach to this Narayana Tattva. Second meaning given. <clears throat> now the third meaning is Nara means individual or individuality. Nara means all the totality. Totality of all beings, all jivas. It is not just human beings that I am talking. Every single jiva, whether it was a plant, whether it is a bird, whether it is animal, whether it is aquatic or amphibious or whatever be the creature's format. From the stone beings to the human beings. Adi Shankaracharya puts it, he says, Abrahma Paryantam. Pipilikadi Abrahma Paryantam. Even the position of Brahma is a term. Like, you know, president's post. Uh, the US is what, four years? And if they make it to the second round, eight years total. You cannot be eternally a president. You have to finally quit. Thank goodness for that. Otherwise, I would have been still with the little fellow who is my fellow Dallasite. I didn't take any names, okay? Similarly, Brahmaji is also a position. As much as the pipilika, pipilika means ant. Ant is also a jiva. All these jivas collection. Who is the sole refuge? Ayanam means refuge. Who is the only refuge? Therefore, he suggests to us all in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Sarva dharman parityadya, mamekam sharanam raja, aham tva sarva papebhyaha, moksha ishyami ma shuchaha. Mam ekam sharanam raja. I am the only abode for this entire creation. Having reached where alone? You will find both peace and happiness. Maam ekam sharanam racha. But it, is, it seems like a confusing statement at that moment. 
because in the third chapter and second chapter he is constantly insisting that <clears throat> perform your dharma perform your dharma swadharme nidhanam shreyaha paradharmo bhayavaha that perform your dharma even if it were not glamorous because if you run for glamour of somebody else's dharma it will come back to bite you so perform your dharma and then by the time he comes to the 18th chapter he totally changes the entire concept he says sarva dharman parityajya drop all dharma so arjuna he looks at bhagwan and says bhagwan come on one thought stick to it you started with saying that follow dharma and now you say you drop all dharma give me one direction i am confused when we take two different references and compare and suddenly put them together there there ought to be a confusion but if you go through the entire sequence then there is no confusion arbitrarily you just pick two things two statements and put them aside and say it is confusing it's not my problem who asked you to put two things unnecessarily which are not connected when he says sarva dharman parityajya sarvan anyan dharman parityajya all other dharmas that which we have acquired the associations and identifications drop them all that readiness to drop all those identifications so that one can be one with that paramatma because he is the only final abode okay. now in a realistic practical applicable pattern <clears throat> whenever we have any issue with at any level in our life who is the best person to go to the one who has complete authority complete know how and complete resourcefulness to get us out of that situation isn't it in the aarti we chant sarvagnyatva sarveshwaratva sarvantaryamitva sarvasrishtitva sarvabhoktrutva sarvasamharakatva sarvavyapakatva सर्वशक्तिमत्वादि गुणगण विभूषित सर्वज्ञत्व द वन हु इज ऑमनिशियंट ऑमनिपोटेंट एंड ऑमनी वॉट इज थर्ड वन omnipresent that which is ever existing all knowledgeable and the most powerful the most resourceful the one who has the ability to create to sustain to destroy the one who has the ability to make break kartum akartum anyatha kartum or to completely change instead of running here and there in the world 
the best solace, best place to reach is to reach for the feet of the Lord. Have that firm faith that this entire creation is not a chaos. There is an intelligent being who has created it and he is the one who is the most powerful. Instead of going to the retail, go directly to the wholesale. Go directly to him who has all solutions rather than getting trapped in our own vicious cycles. The third meaning, <clears throat> it says that Narayana means Nara means the Ishwara Tattva. Ayana is the one who creates abode. Here there is a creation principle given. The one who expands himself as the Pancha Mahabhutas, Pancha Tattvas, the Pancha Tattvas become Pancha Mahabhuta, and the Pancha Mahabhutas now expand into becoming this beautiful creation. And what is this beautiful creation? A result of the entire demand of the totality. Why is this creation like this? Because the totality has demanded it to be so. In your house, there are various things. Why do you have those various things? Because the totality of your house demanded it, it in such a way. Isn't it? You have uh, various sizes of cell phones. You have various game consoles. You have various sizes, shapes of TVs. I still remember in the 80s that for the entire street there was one black and white TV. And it was every Thursday I think there was this local uh, Chitra something. No, that was Hindi. That was on Saturdays. Something, the local language. So the entire uh, street would assemble into that one house, somebody peeking through the window, somebody peeking through the door, somebody... And they were quite welcoming as well, they did not uh, find that as intrusion. You know, my privacy intruded. They were quite welcoming and they welcomed the entire street. And sometimes when it was... Uh, it was something, uh, a good movie with... Uh, they would even supply all the little snacks and knickknacks and things with little water, coffee, chai. That is how I learnt my first habit of drinking chai. Because at home they would never give. And today's world... In the living room, there is one 50, 52, 56. What is available these days? 
55 okay 55 flat screen uh, is it lcd led ha <clears throat> connected with blu ray connected with all kinds of apps into it internet one in the living room one in your own bedroom one for the lady in her kitchen a little one for the kids and one in the media room how many per home average am i exaggerating it do you all have four tv screens at home on an average i'm just asking yes or no oh five or six <laughs> at least two or three no per house imagine there were days when for entire street of 15 houses there was one tv and now it is almost like two to four uh, tvs per house why you may not have it but average is what i'm talking because that is the demand of the totality if the totality decided that we don't care for tv do you think that market would really flourish i am fine with my iphone yes i am not uh, i don't need a colorful fancy cover to it a new product was launched yesterday a day before they call it iphone 5c no 5s is old man 5c recent release <laughs> c for colors it has a rainbow color now uh, made in china yeah that can be see there is a need the totality and its need creates the creation so why is this creation like this inherently when we look deep within an ounce of it as an aspect of it was our demand as well for this world to be this way as we are seeing it whether we consciously ask for it or unconsciously ask for it it's a very deep concept not to be neglected on a very blunt way to look at it is you know whenever we want a certain change in society why is there not a change in the society because at an individual level we are not convinced of it ourselves at an individual level we have the attitude of chalta hai theek hai 
you remember the story of that king who had asked for a party said, this is a sattvic environment so i'll say for milk from every family he asked one bottle of milk so that everybody could partake in that in the final sharing and every household there was one smart aleck and that smart aleck idea was that you know everybody is going to pour water i mean the milk anyway how do how much difference would it make you know, who will understand if i pour just one bottle of water in there and finally when the party came and he had to uh, distribute and everybody was like yeah where is milk because everybody poured water thinking somebody would do it it's a very good experiment see how do we understand this totality is like samashti bhiksha pot luck i'm sure uh, after coming to this country of gone to various such potluck dinners you know how i define potluck your pots and my luck <laughs> so everybody has created, uh, joined in put in a menu together and then created a sign up sheet and then everybody signs up now whatever came onto the table is because what you brought in so why is this world like this he creates this universe so that it tends to the demand of the totality and now we turn around and ask is there god because it is such a treacherous world it is treacherous world because that is how we have defined it now you go to a restaurant and then uh, tell the uh, waiter there that uh, bring me a burnt toast a cold uh, coffee which has been sitting on that brewer for a while without sugar and uh, uncooked oatmeals and once that comes onto the table and you you scream on that fellow saying you know why did you bring this what you ordered it whatever you ordered is what is being given so whatever is to be changed in the totality isn't it that the change starts from the individual and does those individuals when they come together with that changed mindset to bring in that change that is when there can be a change just by passing few amendments are we going to change the society that conviction at every single individual level to bring in that change our promise to ourselves should be that let me be the change let me start the change let me grow with that conviction to change i 
mean, this can be applied in various scenarios. I go to the universities, right? Sometimes I find this uh, addictions to alcohol and things like that as a, a great epidemic. Now, I almost know different universities where most of the Indian kids hang out in the evening. I know the streets. And when I look at it, when I look back at, uh, probably it was uh, the parents who were not a regular uh, drinker, but then a casual social drinker, had a bottle of wine or a couple of things in the rack. What is the conviction passed to the next generation? How at one individual level, one thought impacts the totality? I'm just taking one example. Now for that, you know, what do you call such one who, social drinker? Now seeing that the, the parents are social drinkers, what is the impact on the child? Okay, let me get to my college. And that's why most of the kids go to the other corner of US. If they are in West Coast, they want to go to East Coast. If they are in New York, they want to go to California. If they are in California, they want to go all the way to Calgary. Calgary is a totally different country, of course. <laughs> yeah. And they do it. So that they can go now and enjoy. Now, what starts as a seed for a casual, now becomes a regular. And then it leads to uncontrolled behavior, depressions. And suddenly you start seeing the credit card bills going and uh, they are inversely proportional. The report card and the credit card. As the credit card bills go up, the report card goes down. And you compare these two and there's something wrong. You fly in and by the time you go there, it is already... You come back, counselling and put them into various things. And sometimes in that totality, those who have never had any exposure, they also get sucked in. What do you call it? Peer pressure. I told you, our mind has enough vakratva that when good things systematically trained doesn't get in, bad things one little swing and then we go, okay. All the friends were there, what should I do? I also went. One individual level impacts the totality and that totality is what the individual has been demanding and now at this stage and time when if we don't like that totality who is to be blamed not the totality it again boils down to that individuality alone and what does that Narayana do he creates the environment in such a way that the entire totality's demand is met. He gives the creation. 
एंड ही ऑल्सो गिवस अस द फ्रीडम टू मेक इट और ब्रेक इट चॉइस इज अवर्स ही इज द वन हु प्रोवाइड्स दैट एनवायरमेंट फॉर दैट चॉइस टू एग्जिस्ट Why is he created this world like this? Ask yourself, why do you want this creation like this? Such a condemning world. An ounce or two of what we see outside, a lack of clarity and conviction within, within our own, our own lifestyle, is what is reflecting out in the world. and this statement took me about 6 and 7 years even after vedanta training for that statement to sink in as a reality because vedanta very clearly says if there the world has good and bad it is not because the world is good or bad it is because you carry those goodness and badness and that is what is reflecting out into the world that has to be corrected and there is no perfection uh, benchmark you can always work at it that day when it sinks in that the individual thought impacts the totality and the totality in turn impacts the individuality it starts from the individual mind not from the total <clears throat> therefore we have to live consciously every thought you know uh, occurring word uttered action done has to be consciously done somewhere we might have you know that fellow should be really slapped or that fellow should be done with in you know, our frustration irritation all these ripples to in totality they can gather and one find there something will happen and the impact of that totality you have you may have heard the story that there was this uh, brahman who wanted to have a goat in his house some doctor ayurvedic doctor told him to have goat milk every day he went to the market got himself a good healthy goat and there were these three pranksters three or four of them three pranksters and said the goat is a really good catch you know let's fool this fellow and get the goat for ourselves so from that market he had to reach to his house so as he was exiting the market one very he looks at that brahmin carrying and said that's a cute dog and he leaves <clears throat> as he is getting into the forest uh, to reach to his house he is walking and there is this fellow he said that's an amazing dog is it yours or did you just buy it in the market somewhere in the mid path he stops at the well to drink some water and have some snacks that he was carrying and uh, the third fellow who was waiting for him there he says 
amazing dog cat i would love to buy this and how much can i offer are you guys crazy this is not a dog this is a goat can't you see it you must be kidding you are having such a handsome dog with you you don't want to sell it it's okay but don't call a dog a goat but if you are willing to i am ready to pay this much amount that fellow near the market also said and as i was coming this fellow also said maybe it is me who is thinking wrong and finally drops the goat there and why do i need a dog at home maybe this is the dog and drops the goat there and leaves totality three times and there was an impact if four times people tell that you are foolish you will resist you will keep resisting by the fifth time you will start believing it say the indian mindset if you are not fair skin you are not smart therefore the entire market is filled with uh what is this? fair and lovely fair ever now for men also do you do you see the totality impact and why is the totality being uh, driven to that kind of a market because there is some kind of a demand from within the totality is the exact result of what we have in the individuality microcosm zoomed when it is really enlarged is nothing but totality so that opportunity to provide for is his job narasya ayanam now the fourth meaning <clears throat> this is naraha also means waters and if you have attended the puja in the last portion there is something called mantra pushpa yopam pushpam veda pushpavan prajavaan pashuman bhavati chandramava apam pushpam have you heard that mantra that is called mantra pushpa so in that mantra pushpa anjali yaha apam pushpam veda apam the waters what kind of waters so naraha naraha means waters and maybe that is why it is called nariyal because it has water in it so we have one swami ji so somebody has swami ji ab nariyal pani piyenge so he said mai real pani piyunga nariyal that which is not real <laughs> so he said i'll take i'll drink real water not nariyal water <clears throat> the entire elements it is in the liquid form the potentiality and in that liquid form of potentiality which is called the kshira sagara 
Paramatma is in the Yoga Nidra. That Kshira Sagara is like an extension of his own being. But it is all the potential liquid state. It has to solidify to become the creation. That potentiality is called Apaha or Naraha. What shapes this potentiality to come forth into this creation? What aids, what empowers it to come into this form of uh, creation? That which empowers is called Narayana. See, if you have gone to a bread manufacturing company or a, a cookie company or you know, when they make these cookies, at the end you have on the uh, tray, on the conveyor belt, you find these things coming out. If finally at the conveyor belt it has to come out, there has to be some kind of initial uh, you know, potential place wherein you have all the raw materials. That raw material in its inception is called Naraha. And the one who enables that initial potentiality to come forth as this creation is called Narayana. And why is this entire potentiality coming in this form of creation? Because the individual Nara has demanded it to be so. Does the Narayana make sense now? And that is why I said yesterday we had just about 7-8 minutes. I could not complete the depth of this word Narayana in just about 8 minutes. We spent almost about an hour on Narayana. Naraha, Naraha, <coughs> where is, what is Naraha, where am I talking about Naraha? If you look at the shloka, Jahnur Narayano Naraha, so Naraha is another word. Naraha is, one meaning is human beings, but here he is not talking about human being, he is talking about Paramatma himself. So, the definition of Naraha is Nayati Iti Naraha. The one who leads every single individual to that ultimate. So, once I was explaining this particular aspect, and was this amazing individual. He can, so, you are essentially saying, even if I do not do anything, I just give up everything, I don't do anything. So, he is going to take me in, finally, one way or the other. I said, he doesn't have a choice. He abandons no one. Oh, cool then. Then I don't need to really put forth effort for anything. I said, yes, you don't need to put forth effort for anything, including food, Shelter, water, clothing, nothing. If you truly believe that he takes care, like the kids take the parents for granted, don't they? 
yes or no and they'll keep sitting and say, no i'll not come there you come here and feed finally you have to especially when they are just as young as 5 6 months old man there was somebody there was a family that came to meet me and they had two children one was a uh, 2 and a half year old and one was 6 months old the 6 month old had to f- be fed that uh, what the powder uh, no it is formula ha because formula for my mind it, it always associates to formula 1 <laughs> fast track race cars so formula doesn't strike as food it's okay formula right so the formula is mixed and uh, sitting in that table uh, you know holding you know fellow doesn't even and uh, father immediately pulls out his iphone and uh, starts playing something on there and they give constantly feeding it doesn't finally as parents don't you budge but we should have that innocence and the confidence as a child like that whatever be my parents will not neglect me that day when that confidence hits home hits into our understanding that he will take care and however he takes care i don't have a problem with it the problem with us is we do say he takes care but we keep anticipating him to take care of us in a certain pattern that which we want and when that doesn't happen we say he doesn't exist see in the yep course we got them to learn cooking and doing all this so there was this uh, student he says man it takes lot of effort to cook that kind of food now that i know what kind of effort is put in to cook for these many people and uh, what interest i actually don't like this pasta uh, the student saying i don't like this pasta but the kind of effort put in which i have never seen in my life now i think i should put my likes and dislikes aside and just eat it because it has been provided it is a means to exist i should put aside my uh, unnecessary demand and things like that and start eating what is given and then he said how many tantrums i have thrown and my poor parents have budged every single time and they they entertained every whimsical pattern that i have ever thrown at them so i told him beta your realization is not yet complete <coughs> say that i didn't say it you said it 
एग्जैक्टली सेम वर्ड्स आई ऑल्सो यूज अंटिल यू हैव योर ओन किड्स एंड दे पुश योर बटन एंड यू बज इन स्पाइट ऑफ इट बींग योर सॉफ्ट रपचर्ड बटन डोंट वी गिव इन एज पेरेंट्स so he will also take care so make sure it is not by our rule book but by his book he will take care nayati it is his job to take care now what do i have to do get pampered wherein i just given to whatever he is doing this is not pessimistic way of life it is the ultimate way of life of a devotee that anything that comes into my life i accept it as prasad prasade sarva dukhanam hanirasyo bajayate prasanna chetaso hyashu buddhih paryavatishthate that i accept everything with that equipoised mindset because he is leading me every single step naraha <clears throat> now we'll get into the next shloka repeat after me asankhe yo prameyatma प्रमेयात्मा विशिष्ट शिष्टकृचुचि शिष्टकृचुचि सिद्धार्थ सिद्धसक सिद्धिदसिधिधन असंख्या मीन्स नंबर असंख्या ही इज नंबरलेस इट रिमाइंड्स मी ऑफ ए सॉन्ग दैट ना मेरा घर है ना कोई घर का नंबर So he is Bhagwan, <laughs> because even Bhagwan is Asankhya, the one who can express himself in countless ways, and the creation is the proof for that. How many kinds of species are there? We think that we have found all kinds of species. one tsunami and they have found at least another 84 different species of uh, aquatic uh, existence plants bugs i don't know what is the purpose of there's this little black uh, creatures it comes in the garden area they call it rolies roly poly roly poly i don't know what purpose is there but 
aimlessly keep running, constantly running up and down, up and down, as if they were some busy bureaucrat. Or bureaucrats run like the roly polies. Either or. But there is still, there is such an immaculate precision, even in their manufacturing, in their existence. Another beauty of the creation is birth. And as the next offsprings are born, what an amazing process. Either born as a anda, andaja. Anda is a Sanskrit word. The andaja, born out of the egg. as they crack open. Have you seen the turtles lay their eggs, crocodiles, snakes, they all are uh, egatarian. And right out of the shell, they break. And it's amazing to watch these turtles. Who taught them to naturally incline towards water? <clears throat> millions and millions of you know these turtles that are uh, you know, they lay the eggs in that certain place, and wherever whichever shores that they are born, it is the same shore that they come back to lay their eggs. That's a mindset. That is the clock that is set in for them. As soon as they hatch. What taught them to directly jump into the waters? As soon as they get into the water, they know how to float. A 30 year old, I don't know how to float. Just born out of the egg, it knows it, it, it starts floating, swimming. Strong currents, and it knows how to glide. And all of them, one after the other line, they reach. Amazing to watch. The giraffe, have you ever seen a giraffe give birth? It, like, it falls like a lump. As soon as the giraffe falls like a, that baby giraffe falls like a lump, an amazing thing that I saw what the mother does. She turns around with her front legs, kicks this just born up into the air. And in that process, all the uh, little bit of whatever was sticking is all thrown up, uh, thrown away. And then, till then it was just a lump falling on the ground. When that little one lands, lands correctly on the four legs. And very instable, but still starts walking. Look at us. Born out of the womb, we don't know anything. Every aspect of this creation, 
we were in uh, California, there is behind the ashram there is a river. <clears throat> Tell me if I am pronouncing it right. Salmons, the variety of fish. Oh, Ellis Island, Salmons. Okay. <clears throat> My bad. So there were these little ones and I was told that these are the salmons. And the story of it is that, that river is about 80, 85 miles away from the ocean. So now the, they are hatched in that part of the river and by the time they become uh, three-fourths a foot, they travel through this 85 uh, miles and reach the ocean spend about two, two, three years in the ocean and they are about a foot, foot and a half or even longer that they, they travel back to the same spot that they were born against the current to come and you know, give all those uh, eggs into the river. The deep part of the river. As they hatch, they again head back. Who gave them that vidya? And we cannot just brush it off and say, no, it's nature. Oh, you said something like that? Oh, it's natural. We cannot brush it off saying that it is nature. Something must have been installed in that brain of that, however little that brain be, to be mapped exactly to do that. Asankhya yaha, when we look at the marvels of this world, numerous, innumerable number of spectacles that we see. Every sunrise is a spectacle. Such an amazing spectrum that he draws. Every sunset is a spectacle. The moon. Have you ever seen the moon on the third day or the fourth day of the month? I mean, you shouldn't have seen it on this Chaturthi. <laughs> they say it will uh, bring forth a uh, lot of unforeseen things. Because it was Ganesh Chaturthi. Such a pleasant thing to see in that sky. And such one is on the Chandra Shekhar, on the Lord Shiva. The moon and its movement, its presence itself. Without moon, there will not be enough nutrition in the plant kingdom. Water, air, every aspect of this creation, whether outside, inside, you look at it at a microcosmic level, you look at it through the microscope or through the telescope, the scope is innumerable. Asankhya yaha. We are about 7 point some billion human 
no two human beings look similar no two human being behave the same in the same tree if you have the patience pull every leaf and compare they look similar but they are not the same i know it because i have done it and when we were learning how to paint there is this one specific kind of painting which is done on a people leaf a full grown people leaf is soaked in water and then you slowly scrub the what do you call the chlorophyll out of it so the fiber is left behind and you put all these leaves together i must have done thousands of leaves thousands of leaves of the same tree no two leaves are the same they look similar you can tell it is people leaf amazing creation asankhya yah in numerous are the possibilities and you look at these possibilities and think of his intelligence what kind of intelligence must he have been asankhya yah aprameyah aprameyah prama there is a different meaning which orthodox when you go you will well take a different route prama is to measure ma is to measure mana as i say parimana is measurement the root word there is ma mane mane means to measure prama that which can be measured from all possible angles <clears throat> i don't know why i remember but today i remember that my mathematics teacher would always scream at us <clears throat> whenever there was a problem given he would always we would be all the numbers would be correct but he would still be screaming at us so you would say are they donkeys or uh, uh, dogs or pigs what are they and we never used to get it why he was screaming at us now we do understand 4 liters of something 2 liters is uh, gone how much is left we would write 2 so what is it 2 is it donkeys or pigs or uh, dogs what is it write something we have to write l 2 liters so you can measure liquids measure solids measure air measure pressure measure temperature various kinds of measurements you can measure all that which is created that which is creating all these is immeasurable aprameya and so immeasurable is his krupa or karuna grace as well aprameyam 
aprameya the one who is immeasurable you cannot measure his in any possible angle there are five panchamahabhutas and the combination of them and you can measure each one of them and their combinations but you cannot measure him who has created all this aprameya aprameyatma the one who is immeasurable <coughs> vishishtaha vishishtaha something which is glorious something which is uh, amazing vishishtaha now vishishtaha here adi shankaracharya ji when we go to his rescue he says atishete sarvam ataha vishishtaha his words are so simple in four words he has explained it now it will take at least for me about four pages to explain what he has said in those four words that which is beyond all the possible limitations that can be thought of therefore is called vishishta now what are the if you go through tattva bodha we are taught what is atma so when the question is asked atma tarhika instead of saying what atma is the definition defines what atma is not panchakoshatitah avasthatrayatitah dehatrayatitah pranat pancha atitah the five elements five bodies and uh, five organs of perception five organs of action five elements uh, three states of experience uh, all these are the limitations that which is beyond these limitations is vishishtaha vishishtaha that which is so special that because of which all the earlier stated function that without whose presence the earlier stated does not even have existence that glorious one that special one is called atma tattva now here is where sometimes very fanatically it is proven that paramatma is only vishishta and they call it vishishta advaita so even with them i have had a kind of argument on that topic or in this particular world that vishishta means something which is special visheshasya bhavah having three body having uh, three states of experience having uh, the body mind and intellect there is no speciality 
even the animals have it even the other creatures have it what is visheshaha that without which that which is existing cannot make its existence is its visheshaha <clears throat> i tell you a strange story bhagwan saw that there was something brewing bhagwan krishna saw that something was brewing between the eight ranis satyabhama jambavati rukmini and everybody so just to throw some light into their discussions and to clear the air bhagwan very innocently asked i know that each one of you loves me dearly can you define how dearly you love me so everybody is very dearly so in competition maybe very 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 dearly you know this doesn't uh, resolve give an example to show how dearly you love me so bhagwan you are the sweetest and our love for you is sweeter than the sweetest like the sweetness of honey somebody said like the sweetness which is percolating in the sugar cane similarly you are percolating in my every being thought word deed everything you are just you are that sweet my love for you is that sweet when it came to the turn of rukmini devi she said bhagwan my love for you is like salt everybody else looked at her and said gone crazy did the salt so bhagwan asked her to explain i have not found this story in any of the bhagavat katha or any samhita or anything must have been a very good addition by one of the harikatha you know people who to talk about his leela they have some amazing stories to bring in <coughs> so rukmini devi ji says ya bhagwan your presence in my life is like salt without whose presence the actual taste of that which is being cooked cannot be appreciated too much of it cannot be appreciated non existent of it cannot be appreciated it has to be in that right amount so is my love towards you could not have been put in more appropriate words just about right to bring about not my flavor your flavor and existence into this creation that is how my love is see love is not to show how much you love is to portray that which you love into the forefront and you into the background so salt does that therefore i or my existence or my love to you lord is like salt it brings your glory and not mine how beautifully put and those who understand this is called visheshaha or visishtaha
we'll continue with the rest of the shloka tomorrow tomorrow would be the last day for this month om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shant shant shanti हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम